big show we have for you today at the Loftus Party Podcast. Welcome aboard, everybody. There's so much going on. I'm into it. I'm into all of it. Here's what we got. Little little rundown. A little rundown for you. We got to tell you about uh, Nashville. The, 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 the Liberty Gimlet and I were hanging out. We were in the same space and time continuum. <laughs> weird? Very weird. Uh, it, it was like Back to the Future. If we actually, a lot of people thought that if we were to actually be in the same space and time, we would cancel our own existence out. Right. But it was a blast. Nashville was great. Uh, well, so we'll talk about that. The the debates. We got to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop. We got to talk about Chelsea Handler. We got to talk about Ice Cube and Van Jones. There is uh, so much to discuss. Middle East policy, comedy, uh, seeing old friends in Nashville, making new friends. And of course, we are going to have our uh, Patreon-only segment at the end of the show. So the show will continue, and there will be one more segment over at Patreon. It's our way of like just giving to those folks who are helping support the channel Things are going uh, well. There, there's been a, there's been a media crackdown for the first time in my life. I violated uh, Twitter's community service when I when I tweeted out about Hunter's laptop. It was a very innocuous tweet, and then uh, my buddy uh, Alfonso Rachel Zoe from uh, Twenty Pound Sledge sent me a message showing me the tweet that I was in trouble. So anyway, there's a whole bunch of show. There's a whole bunch. I think the best way to start, probably the uh, the the way to really hit the nail on the the head, is to start with Nashville, and you get, give you guys uh, an update on that because that was that was the debate, that was uh, the stand up special, that was there was so much going on. I got to meet, I did some uh, debate coverage for Fox Nation, hanging out with John Rich. Pete Hegseth, Tommy Laren. We did a whole thing for them. It was an absolute blast. But let's let's start up. Let's go. Let's go to debate coverage. My stand up. It was a fun show, you guys. It was a fun. It was show. very fun. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was very uh, rewarding. Tough to figure out what material to do because you want enough like evergreen stuff that it'll play for a really long time. You really want to talk. I I want to just go after. Biden and and the left and crazy liberals and all that stuff. However, that's going to be that's going to be done. It's going to be what it's going to be in uh in just a short while. So, you know, you want it's a, it's it's a stand-up special and you want it to play for a little bit longer. So, I went I did as much evergreen stuff uh as I wanted to do. And then of course, you know, the instant you get done taping, I was on stage for almost an hour. And uh, and then you look back at your notebook and you're like, oh, crap, I wanted to do that. Oh, dang it. I, f- I forgot to do that one. So I guess uh, maybe I'll start working. You just got another special. <laughs> right. But I want to I want to say a big thank you to everybody who came out. It was a sold out show. There was a, a bunch of folks out there. And for uh, a Wednesday, I was like, what in the world is going on? Yeah, it was outstanding. It was outstanding. Yeah. So it was a well, great show. Go ahead. By the time I got there, all we could sit on were stools at this little counter. <laughs> um, so I'm like, okay, this is weird. And the guy comes over and he's like, you want a bucket of beer? I'm like, do I need oxygen? Of course I want a bucket of beer. Yeah. He's like, what food are you going to offer? order and i'm like i'm not hungry he's like well you have to get food it's the only way we can stay open so they actually have the andrew cuomo law there oh yeah so then i'm sitting there and i was there with my girlfriend claire she came up with me had a blast and she gets up to go to the bathroom somebody yells at her you gotta put your mask on she comes and she sits back down she said so COVID can't find me if i'm sitting here but if i get up to go to the bathroom it can find me i'm like apparently so so then we ended up downtown on Broadway and we were in this bar that had live music and you know how I love live music. And we found a whole bunch of rock and country, not a hip hop to be found. Oh, I so, found some too. I found some yeah, too. Go ahead. Yeah. 
So we're sitting there at the bar and we're drinking our drinks. And a song Claire really liked came up. So she got up and started dancing next to her chair. Yes. Ma'am, you need to sit down. She's like, really? COVID can find me if I stand up? She's like, Stacy, what is this? I'm like, it's so not based in anything remotely scientific. It's just dumb. So she goes <laughs> over to the dance floor and starts dancing. She's now 12 feet away from anyone. Yeah. Socially distanced as you could. And they, no, I'm sorry, no dancing allowed. She's like, what is this, footloose? So we left. And somehow I got us into a rooftop bar that we had no business being in. Wonderful. And we could dance our butts off up there. And then some couple from Florida thought we were so funny. They just paid for our entire bar tab. (laughs) (laughs) That's good old country living. This is great. (laughs) Yeah, that's what you need. Check this out. Check that because we're talking about ridiculous COVID rules. And I was I was talking about that in this in, in the special, too. It is just ridiculous. If you stop and think about it. It's just stupid. The bars close at 11 because COVID comes out at 1101. You got to have your mask, but not not if you're sitting. And if you're, it's just, it's, it's insane. We all know it's, it's stupid. Insane. Here's the level that Cuomo is at in New York. So check this out. Now, of course, I live out on Long Island. I'm not in the city. I'm out Thank on Long God. Island. Yes, yes. So uh, normally when I, when I did stand up and you're, you're listening to the podcast with the, the first guy back. When they when they reopened the improv in Addison, Texas, in in the greater Dallas area, you back in there. May, I was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they called me up. Hey, do you want to you want to brave this crap and come on out? Absolutely, says I. And I went out and did shows. So I fly out of uh, fly out of JFK, and they say that if you're going from uh, New York to Texas, you got to fill out this form. You got to fill out this form to tell people for contact tracing for contact tracing. Oh, okay. And I'm like, I'm not filling out on any form. That's where I draw the line. This is America. We can travel freely, yada, yada, yada. So I get off the plane in Dallas. There's nobody there. So I'm like, okay, that's great. I get my bags. I go to, uh, I do the shows. Everything's fantastic. Life is normal there. I come back to New York and they say, hey, if you're coming back into the state of New York, you got to fill out this form. I'm like, I'm not going to fill out any form. So I land at JFK. It's but like customs forms. What? Right? Yeah, exactly. There's nobody there. So I skate, I, I, I scooch right through. Now we get to Nashville. To, to get to Nashville, I was flying out of this little airport. I want to say it's MacArthur Airport. I've never flown out of there before. It's, it's on Long Island. People are like, oh, it's the best kept secret on Long Island. So it's like 20 minutes away from where I live. I, 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 my flight on Southwest is, is out of this airport. So heading out to Nashville, it's like a ghost town. There's nobody there. It's easy breezy. It's about the size of the Bob Hope airport in Burbank. Teeny tiny, but like American flies out of there. Southwest. I'm ruining it now by talking about it. It was a absolute dream. I loved it. And I'm like, this is my, this is my new jam. I'm going to fly out of this airport every single time. Okay, so coming back from Nashville after a fun week, and we will talk about the debate, you guys, I promise, I swear to God. Uh, so I, I have a stop in Baltimore, and in Baltimore... Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, like, don't get shot at the Baltimore airport. The girl, as we're getting ready to get on the plane, the girl comes over the loudspeaker, she goes, hey, if you're going back into the New York area, you got to fill out this form. Unless you're coming from Baltimore, unless you're coming, unless you you started here in Maryland, then you're fine. You don't have to fill out the form. And all these people start filling out this form. And this older gentleman is like, hey, you know, uh, what day is it? And I tell him the date. And he's like, yeah, this is crazy. And I'm like, I can't believe everybody's filling this thing out. Like, this is America. Well, you know, da, 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 da. They're just ding, ding, ding. I'm like, okay, whatevs. I get off the plane on Long Island. I'm and this walking, is the little airport still. This this is the little airport still. Okay. The one that I just discovered and and I'm I'm well in love with. Completely in love with. Mm-hmm. You go down this little escalator to get to baggage claim, and what to my wondering eyes should appear at least a dozen military personnel in full what? on in full on fatigues. Like ready, like they're 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 wearing their camo. The whole nine. 
there is a rope going around to like corral people at the bottom of the escalator. You're, it's a no. confined. I'm, I'm, I'm not even kidding you. I'm not even kidding you. Then there's tables blocking. They have set up like a barricade to keep you from going anywhere. And you have to wa- walk by like army personnel. There's a little tiny, there's one way through. And I, I'm literally, I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to keep walking. Dude reaches out, grabs my shoulder, stops me and goes, hey, where's your papers? And I, I, I start laughing. I'm like, where are my papers? <laughs> he goes, yeah, I need to see your paperwork. And I'm like, I'm like, well, I figured this is America and not Nazi Germany. So I don't have my paperwork. You're not going anywhere unless I see your paperwork. You got to fill out the paperwork. And I start looking around and I'm backing up the line and I immediately became that guy. I was loud. I was a complete dick. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You're, you're not going to let me go anywhere. This is, the, this is the United States of America. And then his boss comes over and he goes, you have to fill out the paperwork. And I go, I don't have to fill out anything. What are you talking about? He goes, if you, I go, I go, what happens if I try to leave? What happens if I try to leave? You guys going to shoot me? Is that what, is that what we're coming down to? You guys have weapons? Is this why you signed up? Is this why you signed up for the military? And the guy's like trying to calm me down. Over a virus that 99% of people recover from. Yes. He goes, uh, he goes, it's, it's executive order two zero five. Sorry, this isn't us. This isn't us. Don't get mad at us. It's executive order two zero five. I'm like, I don't care what it is. I'm walking out of here. Well, if you do walk out those troopers, then he points over and there's two state troopers and two freaking police officers standing there. They will detain you. You'll be fined $2,000 and we will get the information. And I'm like, how are you going to get the information? What are you going to torture me? What the <laughs> hell are we doing? Oh my god! So I go, I I go, give me give me a a copy of of the executive order because I'm not doing this. This is insane. This is insane. So he gives me a copy of the order, and it's just uh, crazy talk. And then I go, well, you know what? I'm illiterate. I can't read and I can't write. What do we do now? He goes, he goes, he goes, buddy. I know it's horrible. But they will. They'll they'll pull you aside. They'll get the information. You'll be fine. Two thousand bucks. People are staring at me because I'm blocking the line, and I'm like, I'm like, give me a pen, give me a pen. And I just did the biggest scribble scrabble. Like they're not going to be able to decipher anything. And like, where are you staying? I'm like, I don't know. What's your phone number? I can't remember. It was the scariest. It was the worst thing. Ever, I could not believe it that the United States of America in the year of our Lord 2020, and I and and before I left, I, I I apologized to the men and women in uniform. I'm like, I know you guys didn't sign up for this. I know you didn't sign up for this. God bless you. Stay safe. But this is ridiculous. You guys got to be ashamed. Well, not only that, the military is supposed to. Um, protect and defend the Constitution. So they're really not supposed to enforce unconstitutional executive orders. I, I, I was, it was one of those things where it was, oh, oh, it, I was in shock because it was happening. It was like being in a Spielberg movie. You know, it was like being in, in E.T. or something. So I'm outside with my luggage and it's like a ghost town. And there's an older couple with, you know, within earshot, and they're talking just loud enough. They're having their conversation just loud enough that I can overhear them. And then there's yeah. there's two there's two state troopers just eyeballing me, just giving me the cold blooded death stare, like hoping that I'll do something wacky. And the and the older couple is uh, is going. Um, you know, it's just it's just for contact tracing. They're just trying to do their jobs, and I don't know why. I don't know why some people would get upset. You know, and of course that's for my benefit. Uh, they're just doing their jobs, and they're just trying to do. You know, and I'm like, okay. and then I start talking to myself, so I look completely crazy at this point. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure that's what people signed up for is to uh, is to harass Americans. I'm sure that's why you're in the military. You're like, ooh, how, where can I sign up to harass my fellow American? I know what. I'll go. I'll join the army. So it was just, it was just absolutely horrible. I, I, I just have this thing to say. So airlines have had to do con- 
contact tracing for communicable diseases forever. They used the passenger manifest. Yes. I don't see, and that's what I, that's what I was thinking. I came home. I immediately, I, I immediately walked in my front door, fired up my video, and I felt like I felt like such a dick. It's like I don't like I have the YouTube channel. I love the YouTube channel. I love the website. Uh, I can't wait to do a podcast on the website. Just you all wait until after Halloween. After Halloween, we're gonna have a spooky, scary website story for you. But uh, I like when this. I'm like, I'm such a dick. I should have whipped out my phone. I should have taped the whole thing. I, that would have been the best video yep. ever. So I have to get in that habit. I have to get in that habit of like recording Ooh. things as they happen. And then I come back and I'm like, even with this whole let's let's say. It's not just all about data mining and it's all not just for show and it's all not just to scare people about freaking COVID-19. Let's say like if if none of it matters until I get sick, none of it matters until anybody gets sick. And then you go to the hospital and they're like, hey, have you been traveling? And you're like, oh, my gosh, I went to Nashville a couple weeks ago. Ooh, what airline? Oh, it was uh, Southwest. They can still do everything. They I know. Can still do everything. It's ridiculous. Well, it, it, to me, here's what it comes down to, right? Yes. What is the line you simply will not cross? What am I just going to say? No, I'm not doing that. Mine is masking outdoors. Like if they legitimately try to do some national mask mandate because now the mendacious midget is talking about it. That. That's my nickname for Dr. Fauci. I'm sorry. Ah, okay. That's good to know. Uh, um, Mendacious is kind of like evil, misleading, that sort of thing. Mendacious midget. Yeah. So he's talking about a national mask mandate. And I'm just like, no. I will not wear a mask outside. I will not wear a mask in my car. I don't even wear a mask in the grocery store anymore. So let me ask you this. Because this was my, I did a very quick calculation, and this is where this is this was my price. I was I was such a whore. I was such a whore. <laughs> when they said two thousand dollar fine, I'm like, okay, uh, give me the paperwork, and then I'll just do scribble scrabble. I was like a drunk doctor writing a prescription at two a.m. <laughs> However, it was the two thousand dollars, and I'm like, if I were rich, if I were rich, I'd be like, okay, let's go. I'm walking, you know, and that's. That's like where there's like there's two sets of laws. Like if if I were wealthy enough and they would have gone, it's two thousand dollars if you don't fill it out. I'd be like, all right, get on your knees. And then I'd just start slapping out hundred dollar bills like I'm at a strip club and she's got a sweet, sweet ass and a nice set of titties. I would just I would just start flinging hundred bucks. That would have been the best way to go. That would have been the best way to go. But like wh- where things are right now in the lockdown and the club's not being open, and uh, the forces of evil are against me. They're like, "Hey, that'll be two thousand bucks." I was like, "Ooh, okay. I'll pretend to fill it out. I'll play your little um, game. I can't take that hit." I, I'm not wearing a mask outside. You can give me the ticket. I'm not gonna pay it, and I'll call the ACLJ, and we'll go to fucking court. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> that is a uh, uh, oh, so a thousand bucks. Not paying it. Not paying it. Okay. Not paying it. I want you to have to make that decision. I really and 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 I I it's it's a wonderful thing, but it's like it, I'm just trying to be honest. I think you pay it. I think you pay it. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. Do you have Garbage a lawyer on retainer? After they hand me the ticket, they will watch me throw it away. And then, okay, all right. It's 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 just, it's just funny. Like I know, and I was talking about this in my standup. A lot of people talk a lot of smack, and uh, and especially during the lockdown, people are watching their livelihoods go away. They're mm-hmm. they're going to lose everything, and they're still like, well, I have to listen to the authorities because they're going to. It's crazy, but it, like everybody has their price. Everybody has their price. I can't. Believe I just think everybody has down. their line. Like there's just a line. Well, like, I'm not. I 
I'm look. I'm reading up on some of these vaccines they're developing. Yeah. One is called an mRNA vaccine. There's never been a vaccine that works that way before. And they're going to want everybody in the freaking general population to take it. And there's actually concerns that it can trigger autoimmune symptoms in you because of the way it works within your body. I'm not injecting myself with that. And you can't make me. Well, this is what, what you say now. And I'm just, I'm just playing devil's advocate for all of this. But I know in in the UK they're experimenting with a like a COVID passport. If you've had COVID and you survived, you get like a little passport, and you're allowed to go places other people aren't. And then I'm sure the vaccine will come into play. If you have the vaccine, you can go to sporting events, and you can go to this, and you can go to the pub, and you can go out dancing and all this stuff. And if you don't have the COVID passport, this is the idea of the of the of the law. You go. It's the idea of it. They're toying around with it. If you don't have the passport, you don't get to go places. You can't do things. And they will give you fines, and they will fine you again and again and again until you comply. And what's your level there? I mean, it's just—it's horrifying. Well, and you know it's what horrifying. the UK doesn't have that we have? What? A constitution. Uh, this is this is very true. However, this is—it's—it's it's on the horizon. It's on the horizon. Okay, so that's that's my little horror story from Nashville. We're going to take a little break, and then when we come back, we're talking about Hunter's laptop. We're talking about. Uh, the media, we're talking about the debate. I, we got some more. Uh, I had, we had some great Nashville adventures. We had some, we had, we had, I had a good time. And then I got a little review of the city and some folks that I met and blah, 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 blah. It's, there's so much. It's not a dark winter. I loved meeting Reno too. Oh, my boy Reno. Reno's a cool dude. Reno's a very cool dude. So it will not be a dark winter on the podcast. Stick around. No. <laughs> In uncertain times, we could use someone to lean on. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma will stand by you with plan options to fit your budget. If you've recently lost your job, had a baby, or moved, you can still get the health care coverage you and your family need. Financial help may be available for those who qualify. Call 855-452-BLUE or visit hereforyouok.com to see if you're eligible to enroll. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma, a division of Healthcare Service Corporation, a mutual legal reserve company. Not to be a backseat driver, but can you say for sure you got the best monthly payment possible on your auto loan? Could it be that you might have gotten a better deal by shopping the loan at a few places and have a lower car payment? Next time, before you go car shopping, visit Communication Federal Credit Union first. Our auto loan experts will find you a perfect loan and get you the lowest monthly payment we can. Communication Federal, your auto loan experts. Restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. But uh, we, we can't let this whole uh, army man, where you going? Show me your papers. I'm not wearing a mask. I don't care. I find it. I find it very interesting. And I, I think there's a big difference, Gimlet, when you're like, you know what? I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to wear a mask. So you walk into a grocery store, and then uh, you know the manager comes over and says, "Hey, you gotta you gotta put on a mask or you need to leave. What are you gonna do? Give me a ticket. I'm not gonna pay the ticket. And then I'll call the cops. And then the cops show up. You you're you're in an either or scenario of either put on the mask or you have to leave. And then I think by the time it comes to them to write the ticket, I think you leave. I think you walk away. I think that's what most people do. They're like, this is ridiculous. I'll go somewhere else to shop. I just won't come back to this store. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. My thing, and 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 maybe I'm just t- trying to defend my manhood and like I I'm not a total puss <laughs> but it's like I, I, I'm in the airport I can't go backwards I'm not going to get back on the plane and go somewhere else it was like dudes with guns 
telling me, fill out the papers, fill out the papers and we'll let you go. Just tell me where you're going to stay. What's your friend's phone number? What's his address? Where does he live? Franker, Franker, Schinker, Franker. So it, it was either, I didn't have the, I didn't have a choice of, uh, I can either do it or not do it. It was, it was just like, fill this thing out or else. And, and it was, uh, not a cool feeling. And New York should not be proud. New York should not be proud. These guys, uh, they're horrible. They're horrible. And the politics of fear is just everywhere. Well, in New York, so there was this tweet from Joe Biden yesterday, right? Yes. Joe Biden's account, whichever socialist social media intern he had doing it. I got to find it. But he was all like, do you want to be able to go out and and out oh, here? Imagine a day in the not too distant future when you can enjoy a dinner out with friends, a night at the movies, or when you can celebrate your birthday, wedding, or graduation surrounded by your nearest and dearest. We can get there together. Hi, Joe. George is already there. Well, like, who is he talking to? Well, he's it's he's talking to the echo chamber. He's talking to New York. He's talking to the coastal elites. He's talking to San Francisco and Los Angeles. And he's talking to all the douchebag media elites. And it's that message of if you do what I do, what I say, I'm Joe Biden. Do what I say or die. The numbers are rising. We're in the second wave. And this clown in charge wants you dead. It is so over the top to be ridiculous. To be ridiculous. It'd be hilarious if it was in a if it was in a movie. But yeah. But I mean, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, sounds like every day here in Georgia. Who are you even talking to, Joe? And somebody responded when I quote tweeted, it's like, I'm in Michigan and I can do all that stuff. It is, uh, it's outrageous. But they're trying to, they're already trying to tamp down uh, Thanksgiving in in Los Angeles. Yeah, I know. Gavin Newsom's requirements. I don't know what his requirements were. You have to eat outdoors. Your celebration can't be any longer than I'm, I'm going from memory. So I think these yeah. are correct. Your celebration can't be any longer than two hours. Um, you must be seated six feet apart from your own family. Um, and there was one other that I can't. Oh, you have to put your mask on in between bites. Yeah. It and you have to be outdoors a- where we can observe you. And holy smoke, we were talking about this uh, during the break. And then, and if you're not outdoors, like what they're doing to the Jewish community in in New York is, it's shameful. It's absolutely shameful. Like I'm ashamed. I see the videos. I saw this one where the guy had like a mirror on a stick or maybe it was his cell phone on a selfie stick. Mm-hmm. And he's like holding it up to inside windows and like looking around yep. to see if there's people in there. Holy crap. That was like the child catcher guy out of uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. That's it's it's right out of Nazi Germany. It's right out of Nazi Germany. I don't know how like how proud is that dude doing that? Oh, are there any Jews in there? Are there any Jews in that building? I'm going to peek through these windows. Holy crap. And I love it when when you hear these freaking political ads. That's not who we are. We're better than that. Vote for really? Cuomo. We'll find out if there's Jews in the building. It's just, it's, it's horrible. I mean, it's de Blasio has so, a lot of that is de Blasio. Cuomo actually got on board with it, though. Um, And I'm just sitting there and I'm going, you call Trump a Nazi? That is what was <laughs> like, just, that was the narrative screaming through my mind. As as I was in my little air, airport encounter and on the way home and and thinking about it and doing videos and stuff, it's like they have the audacity to call Trump a Nazi and call Trump a fascist when fill out the papers or you don't go home. You 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 do what we say or you don't go home. The army men are backing me up. Do you want to go back? Do you want? Where are you going to stay? 
like the most Nazi, are there Jews in there? We will use our little our little listening devices and we will tape record to find out if there's Jews in there. It is the most Nazi crap I've ever seen in my life. I'm just like, New York, where are you? I was raised there. Like, that, no. New yeah. Yorkers are supposed to be tough. We're supposed to be resilient. This is a great wake-up call. And you were there. I did. I was doing a bit about it. I was doing a bit about it on stage. Like, thank God for hairdressers in Texas. But, like, no kidding. the silence on this, the people who are okay with all of this, the people who are just blindly, yeah, Joe Biden will help us. Trump made the Wuhan virus. We should just do what the government says. Yeah, I'm losing my business. I'll never be able to get out from underneath this financial rock they put me under. I will comply. Wear your mask. It is just, and that's the issue that they desperately want to make it. And that's the issue that they were trying to, uh, that Joe Biden was trying to make it during the debate. We got to talk about the debate. Uh, Go ahead. Did you see the, the blue check meltdown this morning? What were they what were they freaking out about? Mark Meadows on CNN. We're not going to get control of the pandemic. We're going to try to get therapeutics and vaccine rather than controlling the spread. You cannot control the spread of a virus that has taken root in every country in the world. And make it stop like we can't make the flu stop. Why do you think we can make covid stop? So we're going to manage COVID the way we manage every other virus we've ever encountered. And the blue checks are just melting down. The, uh, the, uh, uh, they're literally trying to make the entire election about COVID. And who was I, who was I talking to the other day? Like, a, a, a it might've been during the, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. It was a friend of a of a friend. Uh, I was mm-hmm. doing this debate coverage for Fox Nation, uh, and of course, this is a Tennessee person, and and they were a conservative, but they were just like, it is. You, ultimately, you have to treat it just like anything else, like like Sweden. You know, hey, we're not we're not mm-hmm. going to lock down. Try to stay apart from people. Wash your hands. Cough into your elbow. Do all that, but. And and this is it sounds so cold and so heartless when you say it, but it's going to be what it's going to be. It, it's it's going to be what you can try to be smart. You can try to be smart about it and take as many precautions. But right now we're at, we're at the point, in my opinion, where uh, the cure is worse than the problem. The cure is worse than the problem. I don't even want, I don't even want to look at like suicide suicide statistics and bankruptcy statistics and no. you know drug abuse statistics and alcohol abuse and and then you if you really want your heart broken and this is uh supposed to be a light and funny uh podcast but if, if you think about the poor kids who are in abusive households I, that'll just break your heart right there that'll just break 20, your heart 22 percent of first graders in washington dc are not meeting reading targets because they're not in school Oh, it's listen, the, the the public schools weren't knocking it out of the park to begin with. No, no, they really weren't. And now everyone you might as well just have everybody just do an extra year. Like, sorry, but we're going to have everybody redo this year over again. And uh, whatever. Well, it's a very, one, of, it's, one of my friends says they're going to take these statistics from parents who were forced to pay, basically homeschool. Right. And use it to regulate parents who voluntarily homeschool and actually usually do a pretty fantastic job. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be a problem. I'm just but I'm just literally to think about that, I think, is like one step. I think we got to do the next thing in front of us, which is just get back to as much normal as we can reopen your business and let the chips fall where they may. I wish there was some kind of support, some kind of uh, GoFundMe. Like, I would love to help out. Like, there's got to be people out there 
especially in New York. Like, I'd love to reopen, you know, my comedy club. I'd love to reopen my restaurant. I'd love to reopen my locksmith shop. But they will come in and they will find me. And the first round of fines is 10000 or whatever amount it is. I wish there was a GoFundMe where we go, so reopen. We'll pay the fine. We got it. Bang, bang. That would be great. Uh, I, but I'm not, I'm not prepared to make that happen. We got to talk about the debate, Gimlet. We got to talk about it. Yeah, Trump won. <laughs> well, here's what, here's what really impressed me. Here's what really impressed and I, and I called it, and we can go back and look at the tape. I was, and this is a little humble brag, I was doing debate coverage with, uh, with John Rich, Tommy Lahren, and Pete Hegseth for Fox Nation. I got invited to do that. It was an absolute blast. So in our pre- debate coverage. They're like, well, what do you want to see? What do you want to see? Uh, and I, I was like, I want to see a, a measured response out of Trump. I don't want to, like in that first debate, he just, if it was a horse race, he just went, he just went to the whip just right out of the gate. Just wham, bam. Cause right. he knew he had the better horse. He knew he had, he, and it, it just, it was just too aggressive. The name calling, you couldn't hear anything. The interruptions, it was just, it was bad all the way around. This debate, and this is what, and this is what I admire about Donald Trump. He's no dummy, you guys. I know we were talking about this either last week or the week before. He's been in a handful of debates. How many debates do you think Joe Biden was in over the course of his forty-seven year history? Well, I mean, even on the Senate floor, they have oh debates. yeah. And then he had to he had to call a lid and he had to prepare for days and days and days for that. Right. And Trump is out there doing multiple rallies every day and came out and he was a surgeon. He was a surgeon. He completely went from uh, super aggressive, you know, smash mouth football to he brought his finesse game. I, I, I just to make it that was adjustment was huge. It was the best off teleprompter Trump has ever been. Yes. Yes. And, and for him I to make actually, that adjustment was just great. I will actually go so far to say that I think, well, Kristen Welker wasn't perfect, but she exceeded my expectations. Yes. They were, but I had a very, She did very... actually push back. She did actually push back on Joe a couple times. Yeah, like about the minimum wage. And if like, okay, you want $15 minimum wage, we have all these small business struggling is now really the time to do that. I'm like, she just asked that question. I'm almost shocked. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that was, there were some good moments. And even, even Trump was like, Hey, and you're, you know, you're handling it you're very well. I appreciate it. Yeah. That's great. But there, there was an odd, uh, do do with the whole thing where the first question goes to you, uh, Mr. Biden, Trump, you can respond. And then Joe Biden respond to his response. And it was almost like she would let Biden like stick the dismount and say, you know, something warm and fuzzy. And then when Trump would try to rebut, then that's when she would get argumentative and she would interrupt quite a bit. The interruptions on Trump, it was, it was always, it was always odd. I found that like, Biden was getting in the last word a lot, and I I didn't care for that. But Trump, God bless him, he uh, he stuck up for himself. He and, did, and he convinced her to let him answer a couple times. Yeah, no, I really need to respond to this, and he did it politely, which thrilled me. And my favorite line of the whole thing, and I will never get over this. And I'm sorry. Go on. And I'm like, so. He's hitting Joe about the corruption, right? I don't imagine, I can't remember exactly what he was going after. But Joe Biden comes out with this. They don't care about my family or you, your family. They care about their family. And if they're looking at an empty chair across the kitchen table, it's this guy's fault. And Trump just like takes back his shoulders looking at him and goes, really, Joe? Really? That's like the most political, like, politician speak I've ever heard that's how you're that's how you're gonna respond that's just mm -hmm. ridiculous. and I'm like yes well that's that's what obviously it's the it's the cam campaign affair uh Trump unleashed this virus Trump is letting people die 
He doesn't care. Let's go with me. And, oh, I would have stopped it. I would have stopped it. And I have a – and his ridiculous plan for stopping the pandemic is, is stuff that Trump's already doing, which was which was which which is completely ridiculous. Uh, the only thing that Joe can think of is, like, we'll all have to wear masks. My, my favorite one, I had two <clears throat> favorite moments. Number one uh, is when, when Trump was looking over at Biden and just going, you know why I'm President Joe? Because of you. Because yep. of guys like you. It's because of you, Joe. That's why I'm brand. For- that was fantastic. Yep. And mm-hmm. he is right. And he totally. is right. And the other great moment I thought was like, there was that whole, I've done more in 47 months than you've done in 47 years. That's why people don't like you, Joe. That's why don't like people don't like you. You're all talk and no action. And I, I loved it. And that is what I keep coming back to this. If the, if the media and big tech were not carrying so much water for Joe Biden, you guys, this isn't even close. It isn't even even close. You can't go. I, I think you'd have a hard time. Certainly you could find somebody, you could find like Mark Ruffalo or some somebody like that who no matter what you know that they'll vote for biden but i just think to the average everyday american you're like okay so so trump came in and you can you can tell me that you can tell me that the unemployment rate was was getting lower during the end of obama and biden okay you can tell me the stock market was starting to go up under obama and biden okay okay and then you had the boom. You had the Trump boom. unleashed it. Yes. And you yes. had all these doofuses from the, from the New York Times and everything. If they're saying if Trump gets elected, that's the end. If Trump gets elected, that's the end of the stock market. That's the end of the boom. And it certainly wasn't that's in the, the beginning. The yeah. <laughs> and we unleashed and we did fantastic. And this is I'm going the more I think about it, the more I go full on conspiracy. Listen, when the economy's going well and the stock market's doing good and unemployment's low and it's right track, wrong track, that's how it always works. That's how it always works in American politics. Are we on the right track or the wrong track? Everybody in America, other than, you know, the people are going, I don't, I don't like his tweets. I don't like, I don't like the way he's uh, sidling up to Kim Jong-un. You're going to have those people. You're going to have those elitist snobs everywhere. But I think the vast majority of Americans are like, we're crushing it. We're doing great. We're doing great. Yep. I got more money in my pocket. My 401k is doing better. My wages are going up. And if this job doesn't pan out or if I don't like it here, I got another opportunity over there. It makes this whole COVID-19, the timing of this is very suspicious. so suspect. You'd be a well, moron if you didn't, if you weren't suspicious. It was, I would say, the only thing that could help the Democrats. And it's the uh-huh. only thing that they've been campaigning on. Wasn't it? Who was it? It was uh, Bill Maher a couple of years ago. It's not that I want to hurt people, but I wish we would have a recession so we could get Trump out of office. Yes. Yeah. And what I think is very interesting is that if you do right track, wrong track, and you did it by red state, blue state, I think you'd get two very different answers in terms of our states are open. Like our unemployment rate in Georgia right now is lower than it was in 2012 when Barack Obama and Joe Biden were running. Holy crap. Gimlet. So a couple weeks ago, I was in Cincinnati. I drove from New York across Pennsylvania. I'm counting Trump sign and Biden signs and I'm in Ohio driving around everybody's hiring everybody's hiring there's billboards now hiring they're, yeah they're advertising i was in this little community uh, uh oh what was the name of it at, right outside of cincinnati where the comedy club was everybody's hiring you go yep. every store it seemed like mm-hmm. and, and you're, it's jaw-dropping like it's the the craziest thing that I that I've ever seen 
it's like what people Ooh. don't want to work are they really this scared what is going on uh, and but i mean literally we're at 6.2 in georgia post pandemic when barack obama and joe biden ran in 2012 8.1 yeah yeah that's right. not even close yes okay so we got to take a little break we, we'll have some more thoughts on the debate we got to make fun of john Kerry. We got to make fun of John Kerry. We got to talk a little bit uh, about Halloween. I, I still want to make fun, more fun of uh, of Joe Biden. And here's it's a dark winter coming. It's a dark winter coming. We got to talk I about can't Hunter believe, Biden's. I can't, I can't believe Obama's going out and stumping for him still after what Joe did at the bait. I'm like, holy crap! He just threw Obama under the bus. Yeah, we got to talk about that. We got to make fun of uh, Face the Nation. We got to make fun of Chelsea Handler. We got to make fun got of a lot, that. Dude. There's tons to coverage. Plus, we'll have the extra segment for Patreon. So we will be right back. Okay, odds are you're one of the people in America who's better off today than three years ago. And now you've got some smug Democrat calling you racist and trying to jam one hand in your ass and another in your pocket. So at a time when taxes are down, jobs are up, and the economy is way up, it'd be nice if there were a candidate who had more to offer than making you pay for other people's shit. Well, the eagle has landed. Say hello to President Donald J. Trump. He ain't just making America great again. Trump's doing things no president has ever done before. He's keeping promises, packing courts, defending the border, rebuilding our military, and making Chuck Schumer cry like a schoolgirl with two skin knees. This president is six foot three inches of let's put America first. And oh yeah, immigration, jobs, drug prices, nobody's got better numbers. The game has changed, and the Democrats are officially fucking crazy. So keep America great. Stand with Trump in 2020. dark winter a dark winter is coming ladies and gentlemen joe biden thought he was on the set of game of thrones a dark winter is coming some other some other great moments was uh and of course joe biden's a professional politician he's been doing it since 77 professionally and he's gonna be slippery it's gonna be like nailing jello to a wall but he kind of is like, we're going to transition away from fracking. And even if he doesn't ban fracking, we're not idiots, you guys. You know he'll just make it so cost prohibitive. They'll slap so many regulations on it. It won't be worth your while. It's like how they were well, trying to – it's how they were trying to kill coal. Well, they – what he did say is he would ban it on federal land. Mm -hmm. That's where the majority of fracking takes place. Like if boys. you're in that industry, you're looking for the federal license. Yes. So yeah. banning it on federal ba federal lands is an effective ban on fracking. Mm-hmm. Out west, especially where, like, in some states, only 30% of land is not federally owned. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it ain't good. And they, and the, which has, they have to be very worried about, like, Texas and, and Pennsylvania, like when you oh start send, when you start sending Obama out to Pennsylvania, you're 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 terrified. You're gonna lose that state. You're gonna lose that state. Dude, As that you was should. the angriest speech I have ever heard. Like his tone was terrible. Joe? At least the portion no, no, Obama's. Oh. Like it's... he had this like simmering anger tone that was just like, dude, dude sees himself. As a religious figure, not a political figure. Seriously. Yeah. I think he was angry at how few people were there. I think he was angry that he had to be there. Yup. Yeah, he was just angry. It angry was a Obama. Crappy, it was a crappy gig. It was a crappy gig. Oh, a buddy of mine showed me a video. And this is not the official video, but this is a video. Okay, so you got, you got Obama with a little bullhorn. He's on the sidewalk. There's a couple of, like, little banquet tables set up. And if you look at just Obama, 
talk and you're like, okay, well, he's probably given one of those big, great Obama moments. And whoever had the cell phone and was taking footage went around the side and got the angle. So you're standing, you're about 20 feet away from the former president, Barack Hussein Obama. And now you're behind him and you're looking over his shoulder and there's like relatively no one there. It looks like there's maybe 25 people in the quote unquote crowd. It's really bad. And then here's a here's another great one. So and this is just more about the media. Uh, so when when Biden gave his uh, his event, he had a little event in Pennsylvania as well, too. And all the Trump supporters came out and they were honking their horns. And that's what the one where Joe called everybody chumps. There was another event uh, where uh, Bon Jovi came out and did a did a couple songs. So yeah, that broke my heart. If you. We're watching Face the Nation this morning, like I was, because it's just it's just unbelievable. They have a camera in front of Bon Jovi. It's a relatively tight shot. It's what they call a cowboy shot, uh, where it's like just from like the guitar up and the the beautiful sky in the background and Bon Jovi singing. And they're like, Bon Jovi came out to support you know, Joe Biden's nomination and run for the presidency and did a live event and everyone was delighted, you know, it was just like throwing a bunch of sugar on it. But if you look at the raw footage from that, it was pathetic. It was pathetic. There's no one there. And just to have them, that kind of media manipulation is, it's really disturbing. Like what they're, they're, they're legitimately trying to get Biden elected. And it's like, and, and, and to do that on face the nation where you're, that's not an opinion show guys. That's like, this is the news. And this is a frank discussion of the, of the, the, the issues that America's are facing. And we're going to get some real answers because we're news to do that kind of propaganda on face the nation. I, I think you have to cancel that show. You have to cancel that show. And everybody, listen, the Hunter Biden thing, continues on and on we're going to give some we got to give some uh, real estate to that because here we are when did that story break gimlet when did the new york post come out with that was it the the 18th oh, the geez. 13th i There's, think it was they still like the 15th maybe they still can't tweet about it they, they still oh, yeah. can't go it's one of those things where you you have to take it down now and this goes for everybody in the media, like for everyone, just the the lack of curiosity. Listen, you guys, if this is um, somebody in in China trying to affect the outcome of our elections, if, if all this is fake, I want to know. And the only way you can find out is if you do an investigation, you either try to prove it false or you try to prove it to be to be real. And it's like, no, they're just acting like it didn't exist. And, and just, to, and of course I know I'm preaching to the choir a little bit here, but like you have somebody who leaks a report and an anonymous source says something about Trump and the media runs with it for years mm-hmm. and it, it should shock everybody. And this is what I would tell everyone who listens to the show. When you talk to your friends about this, isn't that a bit curious to you that here we have this, this laptop. Hunter Biden has a habit of leaving important things around when he should have done a better job returning them, like the 2016 rental car, that that whole madness. I think it's all a, high, a cry for help, personally, but. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm with you 110 percent. But the media's lack of curiosity. Now you have a business associate of Hunter's who got stood up. You know, he was supposed to he was supposed to be in on this little uh, money thing. And, and Hunter blew him off and didn't give the guy his dough. So now he's coming forward going, hey, this email's legit. That email's legit. This really happened. Here's some emails of mine. I'll show you those. He's standing up and doing the right thing. And still the media's like, hmm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Not really a story. Well, and then the ones- you've got the director of national intelligence saying, we know now it's not Russia disinformation. So that's So that's two strikes. The media is still NPR, and this is what I did the video about uh, on on uh, on Friday for the Loftus Party YouTube channel. NPR says uh-huh. they're not going; they're not going to waste their time 
on something that is not a, really a story. It's not really a story. We, what? That, what? I wish we could just defund NPR. It just irritates me to no end that that group of just complete asshats gets taxpayer funding. It's uh, I like, put up a graph no. in the video. It's um, it's a very small percentage of what they get. The majority of their the majority of of their operating budget comes off of listeners, and it comes from corporations. And I think it's like eight to maybe fifteen percent of their total budget. You know, eight to fifteen percent is is federal money and tax dollars. But let we got to get out of there. We got to get out of there. N- not another penny. Okay. Not another so, penny. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to fund propaganda. We have live stuff happening now. What do you mean? Um, Joe Biden called a lid at eleven twenty-seven a.m. today, like, like a little over a week before the election, um, amid new revelations about his family's Ukrainian Ukrainian energy dealings, and one day after his drive-in speech in Pennsylvania was filled with Trump supporters. There, he's he's just trying to run out the clock. He's just trying to run out the clock, and it's and and the media is carrying so much water for him. It is unbelievable. On Face the Nation this morning, they didn't even mention the laptop. They didn't mention it. It was all COVID, COVID, COVID. That was it. That was. Absolutely. And then and, and and no one's bringing up and I don't know what this is, but uh, the One America News Network has these uh, recorded phone calls with Biden and somebody supposedly in the Ukraine. Have you heard these? No. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there is. Um... OK, so you've got a tape and I don't know who put this out, but it's it's supposedly from November 16, 2016. And uh, and and Joe Biden is saying this is getting very, very close to what I don't want to have happen. I don't want Trump to get in the position where he thinks he's about to buy onto a policy where the financial system is going to collapse and he's going to be looked to pour money into the Ukraine. And he goes on and on uh, warning this Ukrainian uh, businessman to get to uh, get this deal closed before the Trump administration looks to help out the Ukraine because if, oh. if, have you heard these? Yeah, no, that's actually the president Poroshenko and he's talking yes. about Pravat bank. Yes. And yes. so yes, yes, yes. This, it's a one America news story. Uh, I guess you still have to try to go through it and listen to it and figure out, okay, hopefully is it edited what is this? Where did these come on board? But it just, it is so damning. It is so damning if it's legit. Hey, you, we need to wrap this up now, buddy, because if the U.S., if the Trump administration looks to give you guys some money, they're going to have their bankers looking all over the records to make sure everything's on the up and up. And then that's game, set, and match for Joe Biden. Like, there's so much and I'll say this to and once again, I know I'm preaching to the choir, and this is another moment that I liked or loved from the Trump debate. He's like he's like uh, uh, the uh, you know, the Mueller probe and the federal government spent years looking at me and forty eight million dollars looking at me and looking yep. at my taxes and looking at all my business dealings, and they didn't find anything. I swear if I give them a million, I know they're gonna find a lot on you. It is just. It's not, it's not a lie. It's not. And that's. No, it wouldn't take that much. It wouldn't. And the, and the, and once again, it's, uh, convincing people that they're not in reality. And I just, how do you pull them out of that? Like, how do you, (laughs) I think you do Um, it through, through comedy and entertainment and the culture, but like, I mean, it's just, uh, so <laughs> the, the the best example I can give, right, Yes, is you see all these polls coming out, and even the ones from Trafalgar are exceptionally tight, right, yes. from the swing states, and they got 2016, right, so I think they probably have one of the better processes, and if you look at how they deal 
with their sampling. Okay. They're very, very good about it. Okay. But I look at the polls. I'm like, okay, they can't be all, like, they can't be just totally wrong. And then I look at what I see, and there's just no meshing those two things together. What do you You, mean? You can't make those fit in your brain. Make what two things? You can't, you can't look at a national poll that says Joe Biden is 14 points ahead and then look at the rallies and the enthusiasm and the trolling of the Biden campaign and everything else and say, like, okay, I believe this. I don't. Here's, like, you, you here's what has me concerned. Here's what has me concerned. And this is, uh, this is like right out of uh, a discussion I had with Ann Coulter years ago. So you can have uh, every single Republican come out and just be like, I'm fired up. I'm going to vote. Here I go. Here I go. But if that number is only so big, right, if that's if that's only 40 percent of the population. All right. So you got all 40 percent. We're all coming out. We're all fired up. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. You've got 60 percent of the population that is just kind of like meandering by and they're like, well, I want to be informed. So they check in on CNN. They go, Ooh, uh, Trump's a monster. And then, Oh, look what, uh, look what the New York times said. So you have, a, you have just a, a much bigger number. So you got 60%. Now maybe, maybe they don't all vote. Maybe, maybe 15% of those people just stay home. Well, you still have 45% of the idiots who come out and vote and they vote with their heart and they vote based off of media lies and in taxpayer funded propaganda and then skadoosh Biden's the president. That's what has me concerned. That's what has me concerned. We need more people. We need more people. And when, when, when Google and Facebook and Twitter are all teaming up with uh, with Face the Nation and MSNBC and Meet the Press and all these other giant conglomerates. And, and like, it's as if Hunter Biden's laptop was not discovered. It's as if it doesn't exist. Oh. And when Trump was making those little sideways, when he was calling uh, Joe Biden big guy, I guess you're the big guy. I guess you're the big man. And that was a reference to the emails on Hunter Biden's laptop. That might have been a little bit too obtuse for Yeah, but I think he was just trying to rattle Joe because you can't explain everything that's wrong in those emails. First of all, Trump's not a like detail kind of guy. Yes. He knows the big story. Yes. He's trying to rattle Joe because there's no way you can explain the laptop in a two minute. You, you just can't. You just have to open it up for people to get curious. You just have to open it up and force the media to cover those comments. So right. That people go, what is he talking about? And that, that was, and that's that where was the strategy. I, I think, think tr- I think Trump was just being a little bit too obtuse. He needed yeah. to be a little bit more direct yeah. with it. And See, then I, I found just, it I found it very interesting and very telling. No matter how this thing shakes out, you guys, just remember, well, listen, if Biden becomes president, all this goes away. It all goes away. It'll be amazing. But when when Trump was pressing Biden, it's like, "Hey, you know, your family got this money, your family got that money. Uh, didn't how much money did you get, uh, Joe?" And then Joe said, and it's very, very telling over and over again. He said it quite a few times. I personally did not receive a dollar. I personally did not take any money. I personally, he kept saying personally, personally, personally. Because here's how it works, everybody. And I'm sorry if I'm insulting your intelligence. But if you're a foreign government and you want to have access to a candidate, you don't give the money to the candidate. You, you would give that no. money to the Clinton, the Clinton Foundation. And in this case, you would say, hey, Hunter Biden, I would, you know, I'm going to be in D.C. Uh, I'd like to meet the big guy. Hey, buddy, here's a couple million dollars for you. You do whatever you want with that money, but that's your money, Hunter. Oh, thank you. And then Hunter goes to dad and goes, hey, all right, so these guys, uh, these guys gave us a million dollars. And dad goes, all right, well, give me, give me my cut. You give me my cut, Hunter, and then we're good to go. That's how it works. And if you think that that ain't 
I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, they even just... talk about they even talk about one of Joe's houses in Delaware where he got a killer price on it and then re you know remodeled the whole thing. So you just have contractors come in and you know some benefactor pays them in cash. It isn't hard. It it's isn't not hard. hard to hide and money. It's all, and it's all perfect. It's all perfectly. I'm sure. You know, when when Joe's hit, hit, head hits the pillow at night, he's like, that was legal. That was legal. I didn't do anything wrong. You know what? I am going to be here. I might as well meet with some people. I'm not in charge of my date book. I don't know. And you haven't heard. I haven't. The Biden camp going, this is ridiculous. These allegations are false and completely unfounded. And, and we can't wait to prove how, how innocent we are in a court of law. They're just acting well, like it never happened. My my favorite thing was Joe going, 50 former intelligence officers, including five former CIA directors, say in their experience, this looks like Russian disinformation. Hmm. Those people who have not seen any of this have no details, and you have the DNI coming out and saying there's no one in the intelligence community that thinks this is Russian disinformation. That's not even a thing. It is hilarious. Okay. And then... And then, well, yes. never mind. No, are we wrapping this, it up? We we have to because now we're gonna we're gonna move over to the uh, the Patreon portion of the show. You guys are fantastic. Uh, we love you. We love you. Love you. If you go over to the Patreon portion of the show, we're gonna make fun of uh, Chelsea Handler uh, for what she was saying about about Fifty Cent. We're gonna talk about uh, John Kerry and how they'll never be. Uh, well, we're going to talk about some other wonderful stuff. We got to tease you a little bit because this whole thing is to, you know, we're giving back to the, the the people on Patreon. However, thank you for supporting the, the channel. The times are tough. I got I got busted for tweeting out a link to the New York Post. I know Twitter is is down to me. Facebook is just, but we're not going to give up because here's the thing with the Loftus Party and the LoftusParty.com. This goes past this election. You guys, this is a, a much, much bigger endeavor. We are playing the long game. This is about uh, the culture and adding people to the tent and having a good time. And and yep, we laugh, we party, but we also know what's up and we support our fellow human being. So thanks for being here. If you want to, come on and join us uh, over at Patreon and we'll post the, the super secret segment. <laughs> Have a great day. We love it.